You're listening to episode 20 of the ESL Teaching Podcast. Today's episode is the answer to the question from one of my readers and listeners. What do I do with my newcomers the last three weeks of school? They are so frustrated and will speak no English in the summer. How can I help them without frustration? I wanted to share some activities that will take the frustration away because they all involve creativity, flow, and connection. The rules for the end of the year are really no different than those for the beginning of the year. There just might be less motivation and more exhaustion on both the teachers and the students' parts. I will share a few quick ideas that you can implement in community building, classroom environment, and academics, and then I will go more in-depth into five activities that have worked well for my students over the years, both newcomers and more advanced proficiency levels. The activities can be tweaked for the age group you work with and include a social-emotional component as well as the language learning component. I hope you find this useful and can apply some of the tips in your own teaching. Are you ready? Hello and welcome to the ESL Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Yeva Grossless, otherwise known as Simply Yeva, and I am so thankful that you tuned in. I'm looking forward to sharing both my knowledge and experience on this podcast, as well as that of my fellow teachers. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to share something that I know will be extremely helpful to you as an ESL teacher. Whenever I ask the teachers what their biggest challenge is, I keep hearing the same answers over and over again. Not having a cohesive curriculum for newcomers, differentiating for multiple proficiency levels in the classroom, lack of time to do it all, lesson plan, teach, collaborate, repeat. I have been that teacher and I know exactly how you feel. So I'd like to invite you when you're ready to check out the resources for ESL teachers that I have created on Simply Yeva ESL website and on Teachers Pay Teachers. You'll find materials there regardless of whether you're looking for something quick and one-off or something more cohesive that would last you the entire school year. For example, if you are a newer ESL teacher or have never worked with beginner level English learners, you will greatly benefit from the ebook Teaching Absolute Beginners, the ESL Teacher's Handbook, where you will learn or review the basics of teaching this group of students. If you are looking for a quick and ready-made resource, 25 authentic speaking activities with complete lesson plans will be perfect for you. Just print or project and your lesson is done. But the crown jewel of all the lessons that you can find on my website and in the Teachers Pay Teachers store is the ESL Teaching Roadmap, which is my three-step framework for teaching newcomers and mixed proficiency level classes in middle and high school, and which encompasses not only all of the above resources, but also the exclusive members-only content. For example, monthly uploads of scope and sequence, new creative lessons for both ESL newcomers and mixed proficiency level classes, as well as members-only access to 30-minute consultations, because as ESL teachers, we sometimes need to talk it out. 
If you are interested and ready, I'd like to offer a 10% off coupon just for podcast listeners. You will find the link to the ESL Teaching Roadmap in the show notes below the episode. Use code ESLPODCAST at checkout, and I am looking forward to seeing you inside. Hello, hello, everyone. May is here, and you and your students are likely in the craziness of the last weeks of school. Just like the first weeks are important to set the tone for the rest of the year, so are the last weeks of school, especially because it is so easy to get off track with all the last-minute assignments, events, award ceremonies, field trips. At the beginning of the year, we spend time to build relationships with our students, establish routines, which allow students to feel safe and become more independent. We also create positive and beautiful environments for them to be excited about learning and feel calm. Well, as the year is coming to a close, these are the exact same things we should be paying attention to. It is important to remember that unfortunately not all students are excited about the summer vacation. For many of them, school is the only safe and predictable place. And even those who are excited to have time off may be anxious to leave their friends and teachers and nervous about what's to come next school year. One of the biggest things we can do for our students is to provide them with close relationships, community, structure, and academics right through the very last day of school. The goal at the end of the, any school year is to end it on a meaningful note and ensure that students are learning until the last bell rings. And so today I wanted to share with you some activities. So first, I have a, a few quick ideas that you can implement right away. They take almost zero prep and they are all about community building, classroom environment and academics. And then I will go more in depth into five activities that have worked well for my students over the many years that I've been doing them. Both newcomers and uh, more advanced proficiency students really like those activities. They can be tweaked for the age group you work with, and um, they are great for practicing language and possibly learning even more. I have written a couple of blog posts on this topic. In one, I share five simple ways to engage your students during those last weeks of school. And in another one, I share digital projects your students can do. Um, I will link them in the show notes of this episode as well, or you can go to simplyyava.com, uh, click on blog and uh, browse all of my blog posts. You will find them there. All right, well, let's get started with the quick ideas that do not require uh, a ton of preparation, okay? So let's begin. Start each day with an inspirational quote. Very simple. You can find quotes from famous people by entering inspiration quotes in Google, and you will find tons of them. It is a great way to review language in a meaningful way. Um, you can do vocabulary, you can do classroom discussion, you can do agree-disagree. Um, the students will be really authentically using language. Another one is to set a goal, and it's never too late to set a goal. What could the student's goal be for the last three, four, five weeks? It can be simple and achievable, but it might help them and you stay focused. 
The next idea is take the lesson outside. <laughs> the change in energy and motivation will certainly be palpable, palpable and you all will learn something for sure. It is also important to keep reminding of the expectations and not to give too many choices for students. You know, like, do you want to go outside or do you want to stay in the classroom? These are about the decisions they should be making uh, because we all know that there's a lot of choices in the world outside the classroom. So if we can give them uh, only two or three choices for whatever activities or whatever we're doing, that would be the best. Um, you can also involve students in cleaning up the classroom space that will give them a sense of purpose and they will be working something outside of themselves. And uh, you can finally create a portfolio of student work. So you can do it yourself or you can assign the students to create their own, to look through all of the things that they've done throughout the year and choose the works that they want to include in a portfolio. And the final um, idea that is really quick, uh, playing a word game. Uh, so with newcomers, um, a hangman type of game works well uh, to review the words that they have learned and higher proficiency levels really enjoy Wordle, for example. So I hope these quick ideas uh, get, get your juices, got your juices flowing. And now I want to dive into my favorite activities um, that require maybe a little bit more planning, uh, but actually not that much. So the first one is create a pamphlet for incoming English learners. Nobody knows better what it feels like to be new than English learners who start their journey in a new place and without much ability to communicate. And nothing speaks to a new English student more than someone who has been in their shoes and has taken the time to explain things in a simple and clear way. And that's what this project is all about. Have your students work in groups to brainstorm information that would be useful to a new student, whether they're moving up from elementary or middle school or they're completely new to the school. Then they can create a pamphlet where they would share all the relevant information someone would need to know at the beginning of the new school year. How to get around the school. How to call the teachers. In America, they're called by a Mr. and Mrs. and their last name, but in many other countries, students address their teachers as simply teacher. Talk about the people they can reach out for help to, nurse, counselor, for example. Talk about class schedule, cafeteria etiquette, and any other information that they think might be relevant for a new student. This is a great activity for students to not only collaborate and use spoken language at the end of the school year, this is also wonderful reading, writing, and design practice. So helpful tools for this project could be Canva uh, that allows them to create images and they even have uh, pamphlet templates or Adobe Spark that also allows them to create uh, presentations and even record videos. The second activity is a letter to incoming students. So it is similar in its purpose to the previous one, but involves different skills. Students would do a little bit of reflection and research and then would demonstrate knowledge and writing of a letter. 
This assignment consists of three steps. The first one is building background or reviewing. Some students know how to write a letter, but many don't. This skill is taught in earlier grades and may fall through the cracks by the time the students are in middle and high school. Therefore, doing a mini lesson or a short review on how to write a letter might be a good idea. The second step is reflection. Students fill out a graphic organizer where they share some things that have stuck with them from the past year. For example, they could write three things that they learned or discovered. Uh, they can describe two memories, two vivid memories that they had from this past year. And they also could give one piece of advice. And the third step is students then put all this information into a letter. Again, you can provide as many scaffolds as your students need. And uh, these projects, both the first one and the second one, can be done over the course of a few days. Now, you could do variations of this assignment. For example, instead of a letter, you might want the students to each record a short Flipgrid video sharing their discoveries and advice. Alternatively, you may want to explore Padlet. Students can create a class board where each student shares their information plus adds an image and a recording. You can find this activity uh, with all of the suggestions inside my Lesson Plans membership, the ESL Teaching Roadmap. Activity number three is ending the school year with a playlist. So as I was browsing uh, for ideas for those last weeks of school, I came across a brilliant one of incorporating music. Music is a big part of many teens' lives. So ask the students to brainstorm four or five songs that would represent this year for them or ones that were the most memorable. Just like with other activities, you can choose to have categories for songs or leave it as open-ended as your students like or as you think is possible in your classroom. For example, you can ask these guiding questions. What song or melody helped you during the school year? And ask them to provide reasons why or examples. Is there a song that reminds you of your best friend or an important event? Again, write it down and share why. And what song or melody fills you with hope or happiness? Again, if they can provide an explanation or add more details, that would be great. The students fill out a one-page graphic organizer with the name of the song, the name of the artist, and a couple of sentences about why the song was important to them. As a class, you can create a class playlist and use it until the end of the year or going forward. As a side note about this project, um, even though it can be an open-ended project, it is a good idea to consider several factors that will determine its success and how you will proceed. Uh, with music and especially with teenagers, no matter how much they love music, it can get out of hand easily. Think about these things. What is the age of your students and um, what is the dynamics in your classroom? And uh, setting some ground rules for what is school appropriate is a great 
um, idea as well. A lot of music and good music too contains profanity that is not welcome in the classroom. So students must know that this is one of the major rules. And to go around all of that, if you are an avid music listener yourself, maybe you can create a playlist yourself and then have the students vote on the songs. So these are some of the things to think about, but incorporating music is one of a really community building activities that you can get with any age and with also um, any proficiency, language proficiency. Activity number four is give yourself or give your class a survey. So just like people ask you for a review or feedback after you purchase a product or a service, you should consider asking for feedback from your students during the last weeks of school. After all, they were the recipients of the information and instruction all year, and they can give you super valuable insights into what worked for them and what you could improve. You can create a survey in Google Forms and make sharing students' names optional. In fact, to preserve your nerves, so to speak, you can even set it up that you don't see their email addresses. That way, the students will feel safe in sharing their honest opinion, and you as the teacher will be able to gain objective feedback that will give you ideas for next school year. Here are some of the questions you can ask. What did you like about this class? What did you dislike about this class? Name one thing that was hard at the beginning of the year, but is easy now. And name one thing that your teacher did really well and one thing that your teacher could do better. The final activity, activity number five, is memory book for the end of the school year. It is an oldie but a goodie for those last weeks of school. Most schools have yearbooks, which is really nothing more than a memory book, and all age groups appreciating it a moment and reflecting on the year. What was the most memorable moment? Who were my friends? What were the challenges? How did I deal with them? What have I overcome? What am I looking forward to? All these questions not only allow one to put things into perspective at the end of the school year, but are also great language practice. A memory book is also important for English learners to see how far they have actually come. There are a multitude of ways to do a memory book, but I have created two versions of it. The first one is for elementary English learners where the students can share their favorite things, their friends' favorite things, reflect about their teacher, what they learned, and what they would look forward to. It is a Google Slides file uh, that can be done digitally for upper elementary students, but it can also be printed and students can work on it in a traditional way. My English learners absolutely love it. The second one is for students in middle and high school and is a collection of a survey, one pager, memory book, and a vision board. It is also a digital product which can be completed online or you may print it and add the necessary scaffolds like word banks and sentence frames during the class. Even more, this end of the school year packet can either be assigned as a whole, that is with all its parts, or you or your students can choose one activity that works best for your class. Either way, you can find these resources inside my Teachers Pay Teachers store, Simply Yava ESL, or uh, the middle and high school one, you can find both at the store and inside the membership. 
And that is all for today. I am going to link the resources and the blog post underneath this uh, podcast episode. I hope you found this useful and I would love to hear from you. What are some of the activities you do at the end of the school year? Let me know by connecting with me on Instagram or Facebook. As always, thanks for listening and until next time. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard today, be sure to do two things. First, make sure to subscribe to the ESL Teaching Podcast so you don't miss an episode. And second, leave a positive review wherever you listen, on iTunes, Spotify, or any other platform. Positive reviews will improve the chances of this podcast to be discovered in the feed and help our fellow ESL ELL teachers. And of course, there's a third thing. If you aren't following me on social media yet, Come join me on Instagram at SimplyYevaESL, Facebook SimplyYeva, or connect with me on my website, SimplyYeva.com. Thanks again, and until next time.